0: Good day everyone. Today we're going to continue our mini-series on miracles. What part do you play in making them happen? Today we're going to learn some tools to use and they are entitled God's Promises, God's Will, How to Pray, Confession and Possession and Faith. Now, this is episode 66. This is the second uh, episode of our mini-series. If you missed the first one, I highly suggest that you go back and listen to it. It is episode 65. That's where I began to tell you about the story of my first major um, miracle that I realized with the Lord. And so um, I um, tell the story and walk you through it. Now, it doesn't matter what situation in your life that you're facing. These very same principles can apply to your situation as well. So let's get back to it. So you see, one of the major reasons that many things fail, especially, say, God's will on marriage and his promise to us. One of the reasons that that happens is that, um, things don't work out because the couple doesn't have Jesus in their lives. Hosea 4 6 tells us that my people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. They do not know that he can and that he will heal marriages. There are people, um, that we expect to hear this from, like I was saying yesterday. Uh, like pastors and even many of them who try to comfort us and encourage us whenever uh, the marriages aren't working out. And they, you know, tell you things like, um, well, don't you think you'd feel better in the singles class? Or, you know, I think you should go to the singles class. You know, don't don't set yourself up for any more hurt. Just, you know, just just accept it for what it is. Move on. God will take care of you. You know, all those kinds of things. I've heard all of it. I've heard all of it, and I've felt all of it so much so that I felt like I was just standing in life all by myself. But this time, it was God and I who were facing the world. It was the two of us who believed it, who knew it, and had to keep working on it. I'm going to tell you, these people, these were the people that I admired these were my mentors. These were the people that I longed to be like. And they were the ones coming to me and saying, no, I don't think it's, there's very much hope in this. It, it doesn't look good. You know, I talked to him, I know what he said. You know, and so I just, I just don't think it's going to work out, but you know, you're going to be all right. We got your back, you know, um, you just keep coming to church and, you know, go to your, go to your singles class, get involved in their group and, you know, um, your life will be okay. It wasn't setting right with me guys. It wasn't setting right. Just like I told you previously that knowing that people said they were going to take care of me, that things were going to be all right, it wasn't settling right in my soul. It wasn't setting right in my spirit, so I had to keep seeking. God, he was there for me. He shared with me as I went through the process of change and healing in my own marriage that one day my experience would be a testimony to you, and I was to share it and encourage you to trust God to heal what you can't and what the people of this world cannot. God can give you the feelings, like I said yesterday, he can give you the feelings that you do not feel anymore. You know, those, those love feelings, those excited feelings, those miss you feelings, those exciting feelings, you know, and, and the, the will and the want to, to try. He will give those to you. If you're the one who's wanting to give up on your miracle or on your marriage, you know, any situation, if you're the one that's wanting to give up, just keep talking to God about it because he will change you and make you feel the way that you need to feel about it. And you know that it'll be right because it won't be somebody else's will or want to. It will be God's will and want for you. So I encourage you to trust God to heal what you can't and what the people of the world cannot. God can give you those feelings and you need to ask him for them back. And he will give you more than you even think to ask for. So one of the things that you need to be looking for whenever you are um, wondering about your miracle that you want, wondering about the situation that you're in, is that you need to seek the scriptures for his will on that particular thing. Now, for example, one of the first questions we want answered is, what's God's will on marriage or divorce when we're facing those particular things? This can be found in the scriptures of the Bible very clearly. And he says, What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. That's a Matthew 19.6. When I look up the word asunder in the dictionary, I found that it is to take apart and to separate. What God had joined together, let no man take apart or to separate. God says in Genesis uh, chapter 2, verses 18 through 25, it is not good for man that he should be alone. I will make him a helpmate. And this is when God formed out of the ground, every beast of the field, and every fowl out of the air, and he brought them to Adam to see what he could call them. And so Adam named every living creature. Yet out of those, Adam didn't have a helpmate for him. He didn't find one. The Lord caused a deep sleep to come upon Adam, and he took out one of his ribs, and he closed his flesh up. God then took that rib, and he made woman, And he brought her to Adam, who said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall not be ashamed. You need to understand that Eve was the first wife, and she was made of actual flesh and bone of Adam, and so they literally were of one flesh. And so that means that from that point on, God looks upon your marriage also as one flesh as well. In Malachi 2 verses 14 through 16, it says, yet you ask, why does he reject it? Because the Lord was a witness to the covenant made at your marriage, at your marriage ceremony between you and your spouse. Of your youth against whom you have dealt treacherously and to whom you were faithless. Yet she is your companion. Your wife is, your husband is, and um, the wife of your covenant made by your marriage vows. And did not God make you and your spouse one flesh? Did not one make you and preserve your spirit alive? And why did God make you two? become one, because he sought a godly offspring from your union. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and let no one deal treacherously and be faithless to their spouse of their youth. For the Lord, the Lord your God of Israel, he says, I hate divorce and marital separation, and him who covers the garment, his wife or his, or her, her husband, with violence. Therefore, keep a watch upon your spirit, that it may be controlled by my spirit, that you deal not treacherously and faithlessly with your marriage mate. So what is God's will on divorce? This clearly states that God hates divorce. Divorce is an abomination to him. And so you can be certain that God is on your side if you are the one wanting him to heal your marriage. And so it is to you, the one that's wanting him to heal your marriage, the one that is wanting their miracle, whatever it is. I want you to know this, to be aware of God's promise to you. You can find it in 1 John 5, verses 14 through 15. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness Which we have in him, we are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and he hears us. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us our present possessions the request made of him. So whatever it is, find out what he says on it. And then you are to stand on them. Stand on them with boldness and confidence and don't let anyone else try to break you down. So then let's go on and let's uh, pray according to God's will. So if what you pray for is against God's will, then there is no use to pray about it. The good news is, you can find his will and his word in the Bible. His word is not a secret. It's not hidden. It's not a mystery. But now you know that God's will is for your marriage, or you know it's for whatever problem or issue you're facing and wanting to change, then you know that God hates whatever else you're going through. If it's your marriage, you know he hates divorce. If you're sick, you know that he doesn't, um, he doesn't make you sick. Being sick is not his will. His will is that he came into this world and he died on the cross for you so that you might live and so that you might live life more abundantly. That's his will on that. You can keep seeking, keep finding. You will find his will on any of the things that you face. And then you must stand on that will. You must stand. You must have the confidence and know with all certainty that he will answer your prayer in his own timing. We have to be patient and we have to know that while we're waiting, he's working in areas we're not even aware of, of not only in ourselves, but in the life of say our spouse if we're standing for marriage he's working in their lives he could be working in anybody's life that falls into place to the things that we are praying for it's not always about you it's about the testimony it's about what needs to be worked on in some other area or some other person that's going to all fall into place so that's where you can take confidence and, and be patient. Remember those things. His timing is so important, and those things falling into place are vital. He knows what he's doing, so have confidence in that. In Matthew nineteen twenty six, it says, With God all things are possible. In Numbers uh, chapter 23, verse 19, it says, God is not a man that he should tell or act a lie, neither the son of man, that he should feel repentance for what he had promised. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make good on it? What God has joined together, let no man put asunder, doesn't mean just certain people or certain marriages. Listen, it doesn't matter the circumstances or how bad the situation is. God can. God wants to heal and he will. Only he can. Trust him, not the world of man and what this world tells you. Even the most admired people that you know can lack the knowledge of what God's word promises. Let his word feed you. Not the world. Whether or not your spouse is in agreement with you or not about the healing of your marriage, say a prayer according to God's will of what you've heard here today and know that God's word is not void just because one of the partners isn't in agreement or has given up. You must walk in faith and know that God can change the circumstances to make his word come to pass because he magnifies his word above all his name. For in Psalms 138 eight two it says, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and faithfulness. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. God's word does work no matter how terrible or how far gone you think your marriage is. I can assure you that I do not have to know the situation or the circumstances of your failing marriage, but only if, you, if it makes you feel better, you can share it with me. For I know of the works and the promises of the Almighty God, and I know the changing power of prayer in my own healed marriage, and so many situations in my life since that time in my, in which my marriage was ending and my life was falling apart, this crisis brought me to the point where I knew that nothing or no one else was going to be able to fix any of it except the Almighty God. You see, people have problems and they have issues and things like that that you may not like about them. But only God can change them. Only God can bring healing to them. You know, sometimes they, they can't even see it. They don't even realize it. So it is us who must pray to God for their healing, for their help. Um, of course, they can pray for themselves as well. But when you're thinking about trying to change somebody, just know right now you can't. You can only change yourself and your actions and your intentions. You know, it's all up to you, but you must pray about that too, because God can do so much more in you than you could ever imagine to do within yourself. You have to have his help. But don't think you can change anyone else. God is the only one who can change them. So remember that. So when things are taking longer than you think they should, remember, it may be that that person's a little bit more stubborn or that person needs a little bit more help from God. So just keep praying. Don't give up. Just keep praying. Keep waiting for the process to work out that God has planned for them. It's not always about you. Even though it may have been you that initiated the problem, it's not always about you at the time. God spends time here, and he spends time there, and he's looking at the whole picture, not just you. Not just you. Let's talk a little bit about confession and how confession is taking possession. In Mark chapter 11, 23 through 24, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have soever he saith therefore i say unto you what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them so that you understand this you must understand that so you are the whatsoever and your marriage is your mountain or whatever miracle that you're believing for And since Jesus tells us to speak to that mountain, to that problem, then speak to your marriage or whatever issue it is and say, marriage be healed and divorce be cast unto the sea. God formed the world with his words. He did. That's why I'm always telling you all, words are so important. God wants you to understand that. It speaks life and it speaks death. And it's definitely speaking it here in this situation. Marriage be healed and divorce be cast into the sea. You see, whenever he said, light be, and it was. He spoke to the world. He spoke to it and he spoke it right into existence. And he has given you the creative power of your words. I am all the time telling people, to speak their existence. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. Which words will you choose? The positive words of life or the negative words of death? Those negative words that steal, kill, and destroy life. The power of your life is in your words, so speak them well and give life by speaking them well of others too. Be an encourager, even to yourself. Next time, we're going to dive in, dive in even deeper into faith. Faith holds the key, and knowing how to have that faith is vitally important. It makes you successful. So think upon these things and be encouraged and be praying to the Lord about insight and knowledge and helping you Uh, decipher and dig deeper into the word. I love you guys, and I will see you on the next episode.